I just wanted to curate all the best things yeah. about what I love. And then let people sit back and enjoy it. And enjoy it. Yeah. How do you find the courage to try? Can you distill the clarity to start? What drives real commitment to keep going? Let's deconstruct complexity and make it simple. Let's learn how to take action and make progress. I'm Pete Seligman, and this is The Next Step. Hi everyone, I'm Pete Seligman, and this is The Next Step Podcast, and I'm amazingly excited to be sitting here with Ram Pastillo, and I'll let him do his brief bio, but I'll let you stalk him also on multiple sources of social media, given that he's been out there for a long time now, and we can learn a bit about that during the conversation, no doubt. But Ram and I met probably 12 months ago through almost a mutual connection. We're both interested in trying to provide advice to business owners from a different lens, obviously, but really keen on that sector of the market. So that's how we got to know each other and um, have already started working on a few projects together, which is great. So why don't we just kick off, as I said, with kind of just a brief kind of who is Ram as quickly as you can, because I know it's a very complex story, but as quickly as you can. And as I said before, like, you know, something that might have been prevalent from earlier in your life or your childhood that actually isn't standing out so much now that might actually surprise people about oh, I didn't realise given who you've become that that might have been something that featured okay <laughs> so if you, I guess we'll start with not so much the, the job titles and such but I think what is a big part of my identity is the intersection of design creativity data and technology and also the visual execution or the tangible expression of, of those things. So I know that might seem like um, there's a lot of moving parts there, but, but for me, that's what I feel design is. It's a tool to use, not mutually exclusively, you can sort of skew towards one or the other, but I think you take creativity and technology and you can create you know, websites, apps, digital experiences. You take the visual representation of something and that could be skewed towards more artistic design. Or you can take the, the, the data and tech and, and experience alone and you can design full-blown businesses, which is what I'm passionate about now. Designing services, improving businesses. And that whole customer experience, I think, has some, been something that's pretty critical for you as well. I mean, it's a way of thinking, right? I mean, I, I often refer to kind of, I've got an engineering background, but I don't practice as an engineer, but I'm pretty sure that my engineer's approach comes through in everything I do. So I guess design thinking is a very kind of unique and, and valuable way of approaching problems. Right? It's definitely a crossover. Mm. And, and so those two words, you know, problem solving, mm. reverse engineering and outcome, I think that's inherent in people that are designers, engineers, critical thinkers. I often, so I'm formally trained graphic designer and I've, I've finished that in 15 years ago now and in that space it just happened to be that there was your Ogilvy's and your your JWT's and your Clemenger and, and big ad land places so expressed through marketing I, I felt that I kind of hit a wall and I wasn't able to express the fullness of what was really in me which ultimately is on a high level to, to lead with generosity, to follow with care. And, and I do feel that I can make impact through the lens of design to generously help businesses thrive, mm-hmm. helping individuals within those businesses succeed their own goals. And I guess um, back to your, to your story around you know, the childhood thing, I, I was always the kid that just would collect empty tissue boxes and toilet paper rolls oh, yeah. and just build robots and make stuff yeah. in cities. And it was undeniably something that I didn't really need to try too hard in. Yeah. And I tried a lot of stuff and yeah. I still try a lot of stuff. You know, we were talking off air before this slightly around all the things that I 
have dabbled into. Mm. Podcasting is one. I've mm. written two books. Mm. I've been able to somewhat accidentally launch a speaking career, mm. speaking at 70 events around the world. Mm. All started from a humble little blog, mm. you know, and a blog, again, not formally trained writer, never done audio engineering. This year launched Unrushed Experiences, mm. which we can unpack, which mm. is an events business that helps overworked professionals and people undo the damage of busy mm. through a degustation of the senses experience, mm. degustation dining, degustation uh, music, and degustation mm. of the mind mm. and the soul. And I've experienced it too. So when we get to that, I'll yes, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump yeah, into there uh, yeah. in a little bit. But yeah. yeah, I guess it's the whole notion of I'm very much, hopefully, however long I get to live, to exercising curiosity. Mm. My version of growth and contribution is to to create anything and everything without so so much labels. So you've done some work with Qantas. Yeah. So Qantas, I'm a huge fan of. They are a business that I've personally worked with, but I'm a huge advocate for them because I am a customer of them and have been for years and, and I often ask myself you know why is that so and it's just because they keep innovating and they are in speed with the the fast moving nature of the demands of the consumer so as an example I now no longer ring them up on the phone if I need to change or query something I literally just straight come straight into Facebook Messenger and they're answering me within you know, an hour yeah, or wow. less, um, and and uh, it's not wasting my time. It's mm. it's a, it's that level of customer experience where everyone's busy. If you as a business know that, well, what are you creating to support that need? Mm. And they've created the tech, the technologies available. They've created opportunities to better engage and communicate with them. From that, straight through to if you don't have Messenger, hop onto Qantas website and there's. A pop-up chat. chat that's that's yeah, not that's new but yeah. there's so they've made it easy but it's interesting how i mean earlier we were talking about various new platforms including things like tiktok and others yeah. right and we we're saying how how things evolve yeah imagine if 15 years ago or even 10 years ago might have been an interesting dynamic to say to Qantas, mm. in 10 years time you'll be communicating with your customers for flight change requests via a messenger app that's connected to Facebook. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> like, what would they have said? They would have said, you're out of your mind, wouldn't they? I mean, Absolutely. And and I think it's less about the fear or the sort of prediction of the tech. It's more about the honing in on what the human needs. So yeah. if the... And the human need is always going to involve some heightened level of connection you know whether it's love appreciation there's connection and engagement there then there's also growth and contribution and all those things there's significance and acknowledgement so mm. these are like core They're human needs yeah. it's tapping into that but i always say good design is designing with relevance and context rather than some obscure creative thing it's it, there's a purposefulness and intentionality yeah. and then put creativity around that absolutely yeah. yeah 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 so there's been a pretty significant part of your kind of last 10 years that's been doing a whole range of things, mm-hmm. right? So I won't try and cover off on all of them, but tell us a bit about the kind of genesis of your podcast. Like how did yeah. that come about? And because that was like a little while ago now, right? Yeah, like 2015. Been doing that for a while. So how did that start and what made you think you should start and then how did you actually get going with it? So I was a long-time listener of, of podcast shows of about five years and I returned back from launching my first book, How to Get a Job as a Designer. I did a US tour and I came back and I asked myself, what is it that 
the world needs that I can give it. Then I hone that down into who is my audience, who am I speaking to, and how can I deliver value to them? And rather than assuming, I just ask them. Mm. What is it that you guys want me to do next that you feel that I can give you? And and I had a, a decent mailing list following. I was starting to get my, my Instagram following and, and other social channels. And I just gathered that, yeah. that data. And I packaged up a few options. And one of them was to release a second book, which I did, How to Get a Mentor as a Designer. And then I was like, but there needs to be something a bit more consumable and more regular that's fun. And so I had a criteria. So step one, I... I thought, what are my options um, based on my objectives? So it, it's actually a framework that I refer to that I made up. It's called Acrali and it's O-C-R-A-L-I and O is objective, C is choices, R is what are the repercussions, pros and cons of that. O-C-R-A is assess, what's the likelihood of success and all those things. And then also we have L for lesson. So if I've got two routes that I'm stuck with, um, let's say I want to launch a book and a podcast or a business or this oh, and that, yeah. right? Uh, I want to, I want to, you know, even little things, right? Should this podcast be just audio or video or both? Like people get too caught up in these decision making. It really comes down to what, what's the objective? Because if the objective is to just bring meaningful content, let's say in a broader sense, you could do that with a few words and that becomes a blog and you have your phone on you all the time and you have the tools at your disposal to connect well then you need to dive deeper into the objective further because if that's not satisfying you then define there must be something else about your objective you're not properly clarifying bang on yeah so yeah, objective choices uh, repercussions l lesson sorry assess and then lesson um, and i is implement mm. so and just go just deploy yeah right yeah. and who who was your i mean pretty early on there were people like Kelly Slater who came yeah. into the mix, which Absolutely. must have been a massive kind of win. Yeah. And then there've been a whole bunch of people. How did you how did you actually secure people like that? Sure. Like, so how do you get someone I get like this Kelly, question. for example? I mean you must get that question a lot, right? I get this question a lot, and yeah. I'm so glad you asked it yeah. because I'm all about pragmatism and, yeah. and, and practicality. The reality is you can only work with what you have, mm. whether it's time, resource, network. So in this case, I only had I didn't have any connection to Kelly Slater. Mm. I did have a lot of creative directors and executive creative directors and some CEOs in my pool of network that I could ask to be on the podcast. Yeah. And I started there and, and the, the hack, so so to speak, is that I asked these successful people in their field within my first arm's reach of them after the show, I would ask them, who do you look up to that could bring value to this podcast or who are your mentors or who's someone that you that you can connect me with that could you know that has an expertise because mm. the show is about it has a level of framework there so if you follow that trajectory mm. you're, yeah, yeah. you're gonna be particularly in this day and age you can make good progress but you but again right. you're just doing it step by step you're not saying step i really need like this massive celebrity, I'm just going to try and reach right there. It's yep. like, how do I then go from here to there to there yep. to there? And I think, and, and, and I don't want to leave this show without saying that things fucking take a long time. Yeah. All right. Like we're not bullshitting you here when, when you hear other entrepreneurs say, you know, it ten, takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Mate, I reckon it's even more than that. Yeah. Like you've got the guy that created the Pokemon Go that it took him 20 years. So Google his story, it took him 20 years mm. to get to that point. And make no mistake, it's not for everyone and it doesn't have to be. No. Right? Like yeah. 
And so I, I guess the, the, the thing that you've got to ask yourself is, is, is it in alignment with, you, with your values and your, your core and your, 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 your big why and all that? If you want to read Simon Sinek's book, Start Why, that's a good place to unpack that. But to get to these people that seemingly are unreachable, you need to start with who you can reach yeah. and understand that it's a numbers game. Numbers, whether it's how many seeds you plant, some of them are going to blossom eventually, but numbers in, as in time ticks and you have to let time do its thing as well. Yeah, yeah. So one of the other questions that I was going to um, pose off that and a little bit of it's slightly selfish for me as well in terms of a bit of feedback i really like learning lessons from unusual places and part of what i'm trying to do kind of with this series is try and interview a whole range of people from Mm. sports people to business people to like we did earlier today an 18 year old tiktok star and work out how to learn what i can from those people and deploy it into all sorts of other different situations and using kelly as an example again like your kind of focus and your audience is around kind of mainly the design community although your kind of listenership is much broader than that but like that's kind of one of the cause of your intent how do you with all of the other people you've also interviewed that are similar to that work to draw the connections between you know i'm a designer i really like listening to your podcast because you bring all sorts of value for me and my career and what i'm trying to achieve what can i learn from kelly and how do you get those kind of contacts get those kind of connections yeah i think if you're creating a show or if you've got a channel or if it's a a a blog podcast blog anything of those nature there needs to be a theme there Mm. needs to be a framework for a thread Mm. that connects who you're having on or the content that you have on so some people might think oh you know what's kelly slater 11 time world surf champ got to do with giant thinkers Mm. the podcast that focuses on designers creatives and, and entrepreneurs you know, and then for me, the, the beauty about the, the concept of um, having a, a show around design is that in order to become a great designer, you need to be informed by many things that are outside of right. those yeah. themes. So that was my connector. But, like you know, even yours, you said you got a TikTok 18 yeah. year old, yeah. you know, rock star on. I think you've found a, a, a niche enough, which is about the, as the name suggests, mm. what are the things you need to do to, to get to, to where get you want to go yeah. and to get going and, and, and whether it's on a micro level or a macro level, you know, I think you've got room to play, mm. but the underlying theme is that this person has had success in something and we can learn from that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's not, it's not too dissimilar to, yeah. to, to a lot of other shows yeah, you know, yeah. uh, out there. Yeah. You know, I interviewed John Wayne Parr. He's he's about to fight, you know, um, Mundine. He and, and and he's a fighter. He yeah. ha- he is a ten-time world Muay Thai champion. Wow. He's in his forties, been on, he's, he's dominated his sport, and he executes on different disciplines. So he does a bit of boxing, does a bit of Muay Thai, does a bit of sort of yeah, cage fighting type of thing as well. But what I learned from him, which is applicable to designers, yeah. was more mindset and resilience yep. conversation. Yeah. Broad, I know. But no, but I but think very, that's really yeah. I think that's really valid. I mean, yeah. like I said at the beginning, like I I think the thing that I really love is looking at situations or people or experiences that on the face mm. look irrelevant. Yeah. But then finding what you can learn from those potentially irrelevant situations and say, you know what, exactly the same core tenant that that person applied to achieve what they achieved yeah. is something that can apply to what we're doing or someone else is trying to achieve. I mean, and I think joining those dots is really valuable. I'm, I'm, I'm an 
huge advocate for breaking patterns and breaking the monotony because uh, there's a lot of us that whether it's a mind block or a creative block you need to break the pattern and and whether that's traveling or, or eating choosing a not choosing a sandwich today or choosing something else i know mm. you had a sandwich today Pete, yeah, so yeah. That, um, <laughs> that's just top of mind but you know have something different yeah and whether that be like oh, i'm not interested in real estate what's well, like well how do you know have you ever been to a real estate conference mm. go mm. see what happens yeah I'm not interested in, in, in dressmaking and fabric or like, have you ever chatted to someone about the process of yeah. making that? Like, yeah. it's, it's exposing yourself to other worlds because it's the collision of those worlds where new ideas and new paths to progress are created. Yeah. I mean, what could I learn from a dressmaker about the mining industry? Potentially a whole bunch about supply chain. Really? Right? Like, yeah. you know, and a lot of people don't make those connections. Hang on, so man. I think Hang that's on. really, really interesting. So now I want to jump to your to, to one of your many other kind of initiatives around the unrushed experience. Yeah. So what I guess to kick it off, you gave us a bit of an intro earlier on about what exactly it is. Mm. But can you think back to the to the time when actually the idea really started to crystallize? Mm. And was there a particular event or a particular conversation where you went, you know what, like the market needs this? Yep. So I'm glad you asked this because I've not even really shared the story to, as, as too much. It's pretty pretty fresh. I basically had been mulling over quite a few years on starting an event business. And of course, top of mind is conferences and your, your, your typical event where you bring a group of people together, you get some speakers. And I was like, oh, I can, I can do that because I've, I've done the whole podcasting thing and I've spoken at events myself. I think I'm pretty capable. I can piece that together. But it just didn't it didn't go all the way for me. And, and I was like, how am I different? I couldn't articulate how I had a competitive advantage. I could not articulate a reason for how this is going to own a particular part of the market. Well, like you were saying before, it probably wasn't fully satisfying what you were trying to achieve. So you need yeah. to kind of reassess what am I really trying to get done here? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it, it actually took me to injure myself so I <laughs> went back to playing soccer and injured my right ankle and basically two out of three ligaments completely tore off the bone Ouch. and so I had to get ankle surgery and that put me out and, and that's when it really crystallized plus deployed actions against that thought because I often find that every person on the planet has an idea we're not in a shortage of ideas here it's which of those ideas are you going to really back and bring to life and this one was me acknowledging that I'm onto something here so the big why in my downtime so the universe forced me to yeah. slow down because I literally yeah, couldn't okay. move right yeah. like it was I could I could pop basically but that's about it and I was bedridden for a good you know six weeks mm. and it was it, you know load up on drugs and whatnot maybe that helped my thinking <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh, uh, it was it was a new experience but I was able to tap into crystallizing the idea there is a connection here, which was that I was slowing down and I was forced to slow down. Yeah. And my big why was I was observing that the world is drowning in speed mm. and starving for stillness. Mm. And that key word stillness is paramount into being our best. And I'm all about, I love high performance. I love, I love that whole world. Mm. I love personal development. Mm. Uh, I resonate with that language and as well as the people I was around. And so it was crystallized with forced downtime, yeah. which I would just say, listen to your body, listen to yourself. If you're feeling like 
I think Steve Jobs says it well, and I'm going to bastardize this, but he's saying something about if you wake up and today you look at the mirror and you ask yourself, am I happy with what I'm going to do? Does what I'm going to do today excite me? Am I happy with what I'm going to do today? And if the answer is no, then don't do it. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Think again. Yeah. Yeah. Think again. So how that progressed was I learned through my other endeavors, whether it's writing a book or, or the blog or whatever, and it's literally just come up with a v1 and understand it's going to be shit yeah right just acknowledge that from the get-go because you know it's the whole thing about jump off the cliff and build wings on the way down it's the whole if you're not embarrassed by your first iteration then you've shipped too late yes it's all of this stuff and i was prepared for it to be quite horrible because Mm. i frankly had never launched an event business before let alone hosted one. But I got clear on the message to the best of my ability. I gave myself deadlines and milestones. Otherwise, it's just a pipe dream that just extends. And I gave myself budget and I understood more of the business side of it as best I could. I I ran it past some mentors to get a bit of advice. But at the end of the day, you need to pull the trigger. You just got to do it. Yeah, hashtag progress over perfection. Boom, <laughs> that's right. And so you've done two now. Two now, Correct, yeah. right? So you had the launch one, V1, and yeah. I was lucky enough to go to, do you call it V2, V2 or V1.1 yeah, or V2? And, and it was really fantastic. Like I think that the mix of, you did actually get to, like I personally got to the end of it and felt like I had disconnected, which mm-hmm. was good. Like you, you created an environment where, you know, it was, I can't remember how long it was, might have been kind of three hours, three or four hours, that's something four, like yeah. that. Yeah. But in that time, you know, they ate some great food, sat mm. with some really interesting people. And, yeah, and interestingly, a lot of the people went by themselves, mm. which I think was great because then you were forced into situations where you were just talking to people you hadn't met before yeah. about topics you might not have considered before. And like I'm a musician myself, I'm not much of a foodie, but I like eating, but also obviously love business and all sorts of other topics. So you had a full array. Mm. So you had, you know, classical music and you had kind of more modern music and you had everything from a magician to like an mentalist through to like some really serious topics Mm. about kind of the the physics and kind of medical diagnostics behind sleep. And Mm. so for me, the curation of that was really really good and it'll be interesting to see where you take it next Mm. like having now experienced those two Mm. what do you think these three yeah what do you you think you're going to try next because you could i mean Mm. there's a thousand different directions you can take this right so so again like how do you limit yeah (laughs) um what are you going to do like you don't want to get into which is so common and i have to be mindful of this myself but paralysis of choice Mm. is is a big one I, I had a hypothesis, as many of us do, built around, firstly, and go with your gut. Go with, go with, you know, data can only say so much, but go with your gut. And when I say that, I mean the best thing to design or to create, whether it's a business product, an experience, whatever it is, is, is scratching your own itch, that mm-hmm. whole idea. And, yeah. and it's not a, an original idea by any, means, by any means, but it is what do you want to exist in the world that doesn't yet mm. and for me it was why the hell these pain points right why the hell am i going to go for dinner only to be told that i've, I've got a two-hour limit mm. yeah why yeah. do i need to yeah. rush to find to check my parking and i'm gonna have drinks and then go to a, a show at the opera house to hear a violinist or, or some something you know inspiring and, and why am i ex- able to experience these things in isolation mm. so 
was and, just and time limited and kind of almost limited. like in packaged components. Yep. And so you wanted to pull that all together in an environment That's where it. it was relaxed. I just wanted to yeah. curate all the best things yeah. about what I love, and then let people sit back and enjoy it and enjoy it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then and the concept and the why was again, it, there is a purpose and it is to to slow down and and to live in the present. It's nothing complex about this. It's it's just a version of reaching that level of um of of relaxation unwinding untangling um, because you can achieve that with meditation or reading a book or being by the beach all those things are highly important too it's just that this fit within a niche that resonated with people that were a little bit more time poor that not all of them can just book a trip to bali Mm. and frankly have to plan a night Mm. in their six-month calendar yeah this is for that type of person yeah no, fantastic. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I'll, I'll call time there because awesome. I know we could keep going for a long time and there's a bunch of other sort of topics that would be good to cover, but maybe we'll come back on. Yeah. So thanks very much for your time. Thank I really you. appreciate it. And we'll wrap it up there. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me on. Cheers. Cheers.